As a born-again believer, you have the DNA of Jesus. Be ready to be activated and launched into your identity as kings. Receive impartation to succeed in life. Recover your ordained sphere of influence. Receive strategies to unlock wealth building for your family and advance the kingdom on earth. Be initiated into the lost tribe of kings, rising to reign and rule alongside the king of kings. Learn more about how you can connect with us by visiting our website, kingsandwealth.com. Again, our website is kingsandwealth.com. We are already at number six. This is the sixth key. It's about debt. Save and shave your debt. You pay yourself first. This is, this is what we have practiced in, in our family. Practice delayed gratification. Pay down debt. Do not delay. I know, let me just uh, add something that I've been reading a lot lately and I, um, and it's been something that has been tackled in my family as well. Um, I know that a lot of people in the U.S. has got student loans. They are really huge. Right and and there's been a lot of talk about it. It's very crippling, you know. Um, in my family, uh, I'm very thankful that that we are able to push all that reserves aside for my children. If they want to go to Ivy League, I'm prepared for that. So I want you to know, there is so much attached to being able to go into overflow and abundance. You can provide an amazing education for your children. And a lot of people are still talking about how do we pay down all those loans and then there's all these politics that are going on right now, isn't it, right? You know, whether you cancel the debt or this and that, you know. No. We really have to get rid of this. Yeah, I know this is a really difficult issue because it's painful to, to have to see those statements coming in every single month that it's heavy, you can't breathe under debt. That's why it's an oppression. That's why it's bondage. So I'm going to just give you a few practical tips what we do yeah, in our family. Please, save, save, save. All right? Save. Pay yourself. Pay yourself. Somehow you just... You just just try and, try and claw that 20% out of whatever that you're earning, whatever that is coming into your family income-wise, right? Just try and claw some money, put that aside for yourself, okay? You have to give as well. We can talk about that later, but I just want you to remember you need to be paying yourself. And then the other thing that was very, very key in, in uh, my marriage with my late husband was that we were fighting for years about financial decisions. Fighting for years. 
<laughs> because there's always one partner that has a different view. It's, it's normal in every relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah, we all know that. <laughs> it's okay. We don't have to point it because we don't have to, I don't need any confessions. <laughs> but we all have different viewpoints. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, we fought for years. We fought for years. But... um. When we finally sat down and, and started agreeing with each other, then the Lord started blessing us. And I remember I, was, uh, I had this slide about Ray Dalio, right? And he was talking about pushing past disagreements to go to the best idea. It, this, this is his way of thinking. He's not a believer. But I'm saying, wow, if he is able to push that culture into his, his company, into his, his firm... Why can't two people agree, husband and wife? If both are so smart, why, why can't two people agree? Just, you know, just somebody just has to back up a little bit. Because I couldn't believe it myself when we started agreeing. Wow, the Lord started blessing us nonstop. We didn't do it perfectly. I mean, we had, we had disagreement in other areas, but in financial decisions, we managed to have a lot more agreement than previously. And we just kept improving in this area and the Lord just kept blessing us. So this is just something that I just want to share from, from my own life. Um, practice delayed gratification. Why is it that we always want something now, 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 now? It's awful, right? I mean, the world has become like this. Well, kids are used to that. We're used to it. If you're broke, don't travel. <laughs> no vacations. If you have debt, don't have any vacations. You're not entitled to any vacation. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was very odd for me. I was talking to somebody last year, and uh, this person was unemployed, and he is on the 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 social securities benefits in, in Germany. And then I was talking to him. He said, oh, I'm going for a vacation. I'm like, what? You know, you're unemployed. Why do you, what are you trying to get a vacation from? From being unemployed? You know? <laughs> you know what is going on? And he said that the state is paying him to go on this vacation. Wow. Talk about entitlement. You were talking about that just now, Right? Is totally, it, is, it is totally the entitlement mentality that's so wrong. It's so against what Jesus was saying in Matthew 25. Yeah. So this person was saying, oh, I, I, I need a vacation. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I don't really get it. But yeah. If you're broke, don't go on vacations. Don't spend money. Don't shop. <laughs> Use cash. Cut out the credit card. I think uh, Dave Ramsey has a lot of very, very good tips on this. I would really advise you guys to have a look. He's got very detailed plans. You know, some of you can work with it. Some of you can't. It's okay. But then he's got some really good tips. It's like he's saying if you carry cash all the time, then you'll be watching your cash real carefully, you know, how you're spending it. And then you'll be more careful in 
not spending. <laughs> just you refrain yourself from overspending, buying things that you don't need because you know. Oh, oh okay, you're looking at it. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> so don't don't travel if you're broke. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I keep saying it because I'm in a country where everybody's going on vacation, and it's the same with you know the the the, the seniors here that here that are retired. They just it's the, their lives just revolve around going on vacation or not going on vacation. You know, I'm thinking, but you're retired. You know, why why what what are you trying to vacate from? I'm like, it's 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 just this idea of having no purpose in life. Having no purpose in life. And by the way, I do not believe in retirement. Let me just put it out there. <laughs> Martin Luther died preaching at the pulpit. I do not believe in, in, in retirement. It's not God's will. I don't see it in the Bible. Since when did Moses retire? <laughs> did Caleb retire? I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. they all didn't retire. They just kept going and going and going. They were either martyred, right? <laughs> Something I don't know. You know, and John, John was on the, the the island of Pathos, right? You know, till he was till he died. <laughs> but he was writing till he died. <laughs> no vacation for God's. Uh, sorry, no retirement for God's people. <laughs> The point is, you can, you can kind of, how would I put it? You can close up a season of your life with maybe your job or something. And then you pursue something else that is on God's heart for you. You move with the seasons. But in every season, there's a purpose for us. And it's up to us to find out what that assignment is, what that purpose is. I mean, retirement is like you're just sitting around what, waiting to die? I don't, I don't get it. You know, I, I don't get it, you know. It's not my thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I love this principle. It's, it's, it's kind of like a little comment, but this is actually a trading strategy that um, Kevin and I were talking about. Um, this one here. Proverbs 13, 11 in the NIV version, dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. This here is for savings, but I'm saying this is actually very biblical. That consistency, always putting me on money away, putting money away, or, you know, Trading, making small profit. We were talking about it a couple of times, you know. So this is amazing for me. Proverbs thirteen eleven, because over time it will grow. Okay, what do I mean by this? Hmm. Yeah. Does anybody not understand these numbers? The 1% has 82% of the world's wealth. Man, I want to be in that 1%. <laughs> Yeah. 
So we need to be getting rid of debt. It's an oppression, it's a bondage. And it starts with us owning where we have gone wrong. Where we have gone wrong. That is dumb, that is debilitating, that is bondage. You shall lend and you shall not borrow. The borrower is servant to the lender. Owe no one anything except to love one another. In our case, in my family, firstly, we always buy secondhand cars and we do it with cash. We don't believe in, in leasing and all that stuff. You know, I, I know of families that they have been leasing cars and then something happened to them financially and they had to return the car plus cash. So I don't know. For us, for my family, I could say that you know, we don't spend the money if we don't have the money. We don't buy on borrowed money. And the only form of debt that we took on is mortgage when we buy properties. But never take on a mortgage that's bigger than what you can pay on a monthly basis. Again, it's within your means. That's also stewardship. Okay, you don't buy a three, four million dollar house when you cannot pay for it. Even if you are using other people's money for it. I just don't think that's biblical. And it's a personal thing, you know, a lot of people can use leverage, blah, blah, blah. But um, we believe in sleeping well at night and not having to worry about too much, too big a house, too much house, too much mortgage. So for us, we had at least 40, per, uh, no, I would recommend 40% equity down payment. You can decide on your own, but... Just, just, it's just an easier loan. You can breathe better when you can, you know. Anna's in the real estate business as well, so if you guys have any questions, go right, ask her. You know, but I'm saying, just don't take on too big a mortgage when you're buying property. Of course, there are other ways to work it that we also did, like for instance, one of the properties that I have, we have rental income that will cover the mortgage. Okay, so the rental income is going to be more than what we are paying on a monthly basis. Yeah, that's a really great property. When, you are, when you're able to buy a property like that, it's, it's, it's very good yield. Yeah, um, But the point is, I still wouldn't advise taking on too big a mortgage. So which means you've got to save money until you're ready to buy something. Count the cost, count the cost. It's time to get rid of debt. 
Yeah, and there's this thing about, you know, people in the body of Christ, people are praying for debt cancellation. I don't know, I don't get that. I'm a business person, I don't get it. You know, I mean, I, I believe, you know, I love to pray for healing and this and that. I'm saying, you know, how can irresponsible people pray for, for debt cancellation? I just don't get it. You know, maybe it's just my business mindset. I don't know. I don't think it's right. You know, yeah, maybe, you know, there will be miracles like that. Um, but I don't think it's right to be banking on that when you're lazy, you know, and you're borrowing money, you know, and you're not making, I, you're not pulling your weight, you're not being fiscally responsible, and then you go to God and ask for debt cancellation. I'm sorry, that is just not right. That's just not right. Hey, why don't you watch your expenses first? Don't go on vacation when you're broke. <laughs> Cut up your credit card, you know. <laughs> Sell your car. Ha! <laughs> Too big a car. <laughs> Watch out for your car payments. Why do people ask for debt cancellation? I don't think it's right. Poor management, somebody has to own that decision. You get educated on money management. My gosh, you know, everybody outside the body of Christ seems to know about stuff like this. <laughs> We need to learn and educate ourselves about management of money. Work two jobs. We were talking about those, uh, you know, drive Uber or whatever and, um, you know, I don't know, deliver pizzas. I don't care, you know, but get rid of debt. And I, and, and I find it really sad when I hear ministers have no money. Again, <sighs> Sorry, Jesus also, he was a carpenter. We talked about this. I find it really hard to, 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 to watch a lot of ministers just asking for money like that because they're broke. Well, they're not supposed to be broke. They're not supposed to be broke. You know, and, and if you've got no money and you've got, you know, babies to feed and all that stuff, my gosh, then you got to do something. Stop ministry. Go out there and drive a cab, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, minister. Yeah. No, but be a good driver first. <laughs> I don't know. you got to feed your baby, right? Isn't that the number one responsibility? I don't know. Yeah, I know a lot of people will be like, you know, gunning for me. <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> because this is the truth. The truth is, okay, people who are broke, whether they are ministers or whatever, first, their first responsibility and their ministry is their family. And they should be providing for their family. And I believe God rewards that faithfulness, that faithfulness in stewardship. So, um, the details that Waii is giving is something that nobody else is preaching about. Uh, but actually, the, the other day, uh, the Holy Spirit led me into one verse about the, the talents and, 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 and 
the servants that were planting them down. But seriously, I have never ever in Iceland heard anyone preach about it. But I, I was constantly thinking, is this money? Is this money? Is this money? And feeling that it, this is money, but nobody preaches about it. Nobody speaks about it. it. It's just like a metaphor or something for people. So there's no one in Iceland for me like uh, that that is ahead of me that is confirming this word that is like it's, it's like burning inside of me and i'm thirsty for the confirmation that that why he gave today so you can purchase our 2022 kings and wealth conference package at our website kingsandwealth.com the Kings and Wealth Conference Package includes 16 hours of strategic teaching by Y.E. Schmidt and other high net worth investors, course materials, Y.E.'s new book, Kings on the Rise, in ebook format, as well as a bonus paperback version of Kings on the Rise. This powerful elite package is available to you for only $99.55. Visit our website, kingsandwealth.com, to purchase this life-changing resource now. Again, our website is kingsandwealth.com.